0: I'm Danica Juarez, and I'm Jan James, and this is How's, How's It Hold Up? Hi, I'm Danica, and I'm Jan, and I'm Valerie, and today we watched a Betty Boop cartoon, technically a color classics cartoon, but a cartoon starring Betty Boop called Poor Cinderella. Who would like to give a brief spoiler-free plot synopsis?
1: It's basically the story of Cinderella without the stepmother. Yeah, Cinderella in rags wishes to go to the ball, but has to take care of her sisters, stepsisters, whoever they are. But her fairy godmother uses magic to get her uh, an outfit and transportation. And she goes to the ball Falls in love with the prince, has to run away because of by midnight she'll turn into her clothes will turn back into rags, and the prince looks for her with a with
2: glass slipper, she leaves as she runs away. Yeah, and, and the only real difference with the story is that it all kind of takes place in the castle, right outside the castle, and then also the prince calling people to try on the slipper all seems to be in, you know, in a in a public area and Cinderella is, is one that, of the one... Is that
0: different from other adaptations? Yeah. That it takes place primarily at her house, in town, and in the castle?
2: No, because the the normally the prince goes all you know it, it, she gets f- far away. Yeah, it seems the, like they the, just the set stairs. up, a, seems
0: like they set up just a big thing and have women come.
2: Yeah. But yeah. what I mean is normally he hunts all over the countryside and yeah. she's been hidden away in the house. Sure. And, and, and yeah, there's no, there's the no catch. drama here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right.
0: It's just, uh, yeah. we just and she's going to be overlooked.
2: And then finally, you know, she's discovered. Somehow. Right. But, but yeah, yeah, we
0: yeah. don't, it's very streamlined here.
2: Exactly. And she's like one of the last ones that comes and tries it on. And yeah.
0: What did we think of this cartoon?
2: It was an okay Betty Boop
1: cartoon, and I guess an okay cartoon overall.
2: Yeah, I have some, I have some thoughts. Yeah, it was just okay to me too because there wasn't really, there wasn't even much development of. Of Betty Boop's character as far as, you know, even her interacting with anything other than, you know, just saying, okay, or, or running to go do what the fairy godmother said. I mean, she hardly even speaks. I don't know, even her interactions with the prince were just kind of like, meh.
0: Yeah, to me it feels more like an attempt at an animation flex, more than it feels like a... um truly interesting cartoon in its own right yeah like it's it's passable uh there's nothing to to my memory in it that's like particularly egregious but there's also not a lot in it that's particularly outstanding outside of them really trying to to go over the top with their color with their detailed design work and with some of the techniques that they're using for backgrounds and stuff but like all that is technical stuff to make it look look cool whereas the actual core of it is pretty simple and like okay <laughs> there's a couple of moments that we laughed it's wasn't like a terrible time but it's not one, I think, that we'd probably generally think of, like, oh, I want to watch that one again, you know? Yeah.
2: I want to say the animals that they created had more, showed more personality than Betty Boop. <laughs> and then it was disturbing having them sing, like, many of them sung between the, the lizards and really the horses. You're just really not into
0: the Fleischer aesthetic. I I understand. <laughs> I that's a
2: big part of it, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Mom much more prefers the towards realism route that Disney goes, not the just being weird all the time that fly sugar is yeah. the more absurdity, more just anything can happen. Cause it's a cartoon mentality.
2: Well, also the disparity between the size they have a little Betty Boop's head and, and even the princess <laughs> head those just huge contrast. In She's proportions. just got a big just baby face. Me. Yeah. <laughs> It's just, okay. Um, I do, do like, though, totally crack me up as she's in rags and, but she has, it looks like black heels on that she's strutting around in. Her
0: her mean stepsisters understood that she does still need to have heels. Yeah. Her feet, her feet are just warped in such a way that like, she'll die if she doesn't have heels. (laughs) (laughs)
2: It's
0: real, it's real sad. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let's let's continue getting specific. Um we we've talked some about the story and characters. Betty Boop's pretty simplistic. Uh the I, I mean they're all really simplistic. The fairy godmother's there, the prince's there, the stepsisters are there, um, there's some animal critters. None of them are have that much personality. Um, I liked the the Cupid that came. Uh yes. And had a bow and arrow, and so you and like spit in its hands, and you're like, okay, it's warming up. It's gonna shoot him with, you know, arrow of love or whatever. But instead, just pulled out a mallet and hit him over the head yeah. with love, <laughs> uh, which was that. That was one of the funnier gags. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: I also like how the fairy godmother tells. Tells Betty Boop, tells Cinderella to go get six mice, uh, you know, a pumpkin, a medium pumpkin, six mice, and two lizards. And so she runs into this room, she finds her pumpkin, and then she digs and she pulls out this cage with mice in it. So we're assuming it's six, and then we're all kind of wondering, well, are the lizards in the cage? Because she goes in there, she sets down the cage and the pumpkin, and then All of a sudden, two lizards just walk. Yeah, they just walk up and and they start singing. (laughs) They're like, "Oh, you called." (laughs) Yeah, it's like okay. (laughs) It's
0: so silly. And then the pumpkin got to sing, too. Yeah, and okay. It had, like, it like, a jack-o'-lantern face as it did that, but then otherwise was a normal-looking pumpkin. Yeah.
2: And it was happy about be- being made into a coach, because otherwise yeah. it was going to be made into a pie or Which something. Which I guess I is not
0: what a, <laughs> a, a pumpkin wants to happen to it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's waiting for the day. Cinderella's like, I'm going to be a princess someday. And the pumpkin's like, I'm going to be a big coach someday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad it was able to achieve its dream.
2: I'm not destined for pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh! And they 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 went overboard in trying to make the stepsisters unattractive.
0: Um, uh, yeah, I mean they look like typical, pretty typical, especially Fleischer, just yeah, my like ugly ladies. They, but, do they just look like a, like unattractive cartoon character? They don't look like, particularly like noteworthy to me. They look like I've seen a design like that fifty times already. So. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well when they first before they zoomed in on them, they they had I feel like they borrowed uh olive oil's kind of initial Maybe silhouette. Um, silhouette because initially and then of course they came up close and it's like, nope, they're not this does not look like olive oil, but uh they also I think had male voices. Uh, I, think Mel voices I think one did. I think the
0: other might have still been uh I think it's Mae Questel who voiced Betty Boop. but I think she might have done One of the sisters also, and then the other one, yeah, sounded like a a guy actor. And I I don't think that that they probably had a ton of voice actors. Wouldn't be surprised if it was the same person who voiced the prince. Like, yeah, I don't know exactly, but I don't really have a a good cast list on this one. But Mm. one of them definitely sounded like it was a guy voice actor. It was interesting
2: how they had the fairy godmother just come out of the candle, like out of the candle flame, and she just kind of floated out and then solidified. Yeah, that was a fun know. little wrinkle. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I don't know, the
1: idea of the fairy coming from fire is kind of yeah. cool. I did like that. Yeah,
0: Let's talk some more about the animation. Um, this was Fleischer Studios' first color film and the only appearance of Betty Boop in color during the Fleischer era. Um, the short was made in the two-strip cine process since Walt Disney had exclusive rights to the three-strip te- three technicolor process, um, which he had until 1935, apparently. Um, the remaining color classics, of which this is... Apart, because again, this is technically the color classic series, not Betty Boop series. Uh, from 1934 to 35, were also made were made in two color Technicolor. So, Cinecolor and Technicolor technically two different things. I don't know the exact things that separate them, um, but there's there most of their uh, color cartoons after this were made with a slightly different process. Anyways, Betty's hair was colored red to take advantage of being in color. Mm-hmm. So. That's why her hair is red in this. Um, The short also used Fleischer Studio's stereoptical process in order to provide some scenes with additional depth of field. Mm -hmm. This process used three-dimensional miniature sets built to the scale of the animation artwork. The animation cells were placed within the setup so that various objects could pass in front of and behind them, and the entire scene was shot using a horizontal camera. So that mostly appeared in the scene where the horses are taking her to the ball, and the background rolling behind. And then also when she's in the the castle itself, and they're dancing, the the people behind them are cut out, are cardboard cutouts. So that's why they do not move because they're using that process there. I believe this is the earliest use of this particular process in a Fleischer cartoon, um, and it would go on to. Be used in some much more noteworthy uh, Popeye cartoons. Mm. Used this process to even greater effect. But yeah, it definitely, like, if you look at the background, it has a definite, like, 3D effect to it that is different from the rest of what's going on, which is visually fascinating.
1: I could definitely tell that they were, or it felt like they were playing with kind of the the field of view and stuff. There was more than a few scenes where... Uh, I think when Betty was singing the song at first within within the room where she was, uh, yeah, she was singing her song. She was, like, dancing with the broom and, like, had the crown and lampshade that she flipped into a crown. But she was going uh, kind of in the foreground and kind of more background in, in the, the shot. And so I thought it was cool, but I, it wasn't perfect. Like, it felt like sometimes the proportions were a bit off.
0: Yeah, and definitely uh, it feels like her proportions get off a little bit more when they are uh, dancing, because, presumably because it's uh, a more um, rotoscoped scene to have their dancing look good, and so her proportions stretch just a little. It wasn't super, super obvious, but it it was there, I think.
1: You're talking about the Prince and Betty Boop dancing? The Prince and Betty
0: Boop dancing, yes. Yeah,
1: but I... I I still thought they did a good job with that. I think so, like, much
0: better than some of the previous ones where the change was stark.
1: Yeah, no, I think considering what Betty Boop's proportions are at normally, I thought that was pretty good. How they kept up with uh with that while you know rotoscoping someone dancing.
0: I also find it found it fascinating how intricate a lot of the backgrounds were, just yeah. in terms of, uh, yeah, just very intricate designs made up of small pieces and stuff that they could color differently to just as much as possible show off this this color that they're doing and how like like they wouldn't have put that much effort in if it was black and white but they did it so that they could have different parts colored different things to try to show off their different color and i mean it definitely like nothing else really looks like this nowadays because it's just so easy to have a full color process where you could have the full breadth of what color can offer you. Uh, But this is very red and and greenish. (laughs) Um, And that's basically it. Um, But they're definitely working with what they have as much as possible. Um, And it definitely, it looks to me impressive, at least on some level, even if it's not like my favorite aesthetic.
1: Yeah. I think my favorite part in terms of, how they use the color was actually something a bit more metaphorical whenever her, uh, Betty Boop and the Prince were dancing and the scene, it felt like it's like they're dancing the night away kind of thing because the moon is there, but the background has faded from this very realistic ballroom design into a more like, uh, I felt kind of modern with like some lines and like gradient of color, uh, I thought that was the most striking and the part that I liked the most. So yes, they could do the realistic. Yes, it did look good, but it it felt like uh, what this short overall suffered from was trying trying to be more Disney and not not doing it as good as Disney does, right? In terms of like the realistic architecture, the 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 realism of the story. Uh, it's you know pretty straightforward Cinderella. Cinderella retelling yes Cinderella retelling but it, it wasn't like standout I liked some stuff about it but it always felt like somebody else did this better
0: yeah yeah definitely fading away from the hyper detailed kind of background into that metaphorical like yeah just uh the the not hampered by trying to look exactly like something more Just trying to sell a vibe.
1: Yeah, like, not quite dreamlike, but not
2: realistic. Yeah. So I don't know if this had to do with showing off the color or the animation, but what one thing I didn't like (laughs) was... One of the footmen or, or one of the, uh, the the temple or the castle oh, yeah. guards or whatever, um, his pants rolling up and showing a hairy leg with the black that, spike, you know, from the I hairs. Think, I
0: think it's think it's just a visual gag. Yeah. Just a yeah. gag.
2: Okay. Because I'm just like, That's just okay, fully that's, in line with the sort
0: of visual gags disturbing. Fleischer likes to do. Yeah.
1: Okay. Right. And I think that's. <laughs> That's think part it, of it, right? I think
0: it stands out in this cartoon in particular because this cartoon doesn't have a lot of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think the cartoon is playing a lot of it pretty straight, even if it has whimsy um, and doesn't have a lot of the just constant gags that a lot of er- other Fleischer cartoons have. Yes. So it just stands out a lot more. Plus, you just don't want to see guys' legs. I understand. I know,
2: <laughs> especially hairy legs. I don't know.
0: <laughs> you complained about the singer guys' legs oh, too, I and know. his were bare.
2: I know. Well, oh, by just...
0: the way, which I hadn't mentioned, that's Rudy Valley. That's a caricature of Rudy Valley singing oh. the title song during the ball sequence.
2: Yeah, okay. I'm like, this is a reference to somebody. I don't yeah. know who. Just fully,
0: fully a singer of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, just everyone else had had leggings or pants or something. Let in Rudy Valley.
0: Show Just off his add legs. Their legs. Yeah, He's got impressive gams, and he wants to show them off. Yeah, <laughs> stop harshing his style. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what did we uh, think of the sound design, in particular uh, the the music and stuff that played throughout? Poor Cinderella was kind of like the main song playing throughout this.
1: I like the song. Uh, there was a, still a couple of awkward transitions sound wise when she got into the ball. Before the music started up and they were dancing, there was
0: just murmurs like, of
1: a crowd. Yeah,
0: just murmurs and nothing else. But it
1: was really kind of abrupt and jarring until the music picked back up.
0: Uh, for, they were really like muted murmurs, too, as part of it. Like, they didn't fill a lot of the soundscape. They were kind of quiet, and that was the only thing.
1: Right, yeah, it was a little weird. Um, uh, so, I, it was, it was good, it was okay, it wasn't stand out. But I did like the
2: song. Well, the horses cracked me up, because when they were galloping, it reminded me of Monty Python, when they're, like, (laughs) pretending to be horses, because it literally just sounded like people with tap shoes or something clopping as horses, and...
0: You're like, I want that coconut sound I'm used to, not this. It did sound different from the normal horse clops, which is to say, I do think it wasn't coconuts. I think they still use coconuts to this day for a lot of that. Um, that's so that Like, yeah, that was the whole joke in Monty Python. Yeah. Um, But no, that sounded like they were using a different thing than what we're kind of used to with horse hooves. Yeah. Interesting. (laughs) it, It did the job fine, but it is, I think we're just so used to this kind of particular soundscape for what horse hooves sound like. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I think with the first set of horse noise or horse hooves. Clops. Horse, yes. Uh, the first set of clops seemed a bit more disorganized. And the last one, it, it felt like it was with the music in a way that was like, I know this isn't what I'm used to, but it goes with everything. So yeah, it's yeah. fine.
0: Let's go on to the part that our podcast is named after. How's it? Hold up. Um... Mostly fine enough. Um, the the again the color is just not. I don't think that they would have a lot of reason to have it look exactly like that if it, they weren't limited with their technology at the time. Yeah. Um. So that's there's definitely that, but they do the best with what they got. Um. The sisters have like kind of hook noses and stuff, which might be vaguing at some gross stereotypes just in terms of why they look like what they look like. What ugly features are are just involves hook noses a lot of times, which is just a vaguely anti-Semitic thing, um, whether or not it's like an actual anti-Semitic caricature. But, I mean, uh, apart from that, uh, apart from just the ways in which they're made to be, quote, ugly I don't know. Not a, not a not a lot occurs to me.
2: Uh, well, an interesting choice, though the way that the fairy godmother dressed Betty Boop um, is—I've never seen this done as she's transforming. Uh, Cinderella into her ball gown. She strips her down to her underwear, and well, and starts doing her little panties on up, and does her underwear, and then does a dress,
0: well, right. then a corset, be and beca- then a dress. That would be because it's a Betty Boop cartoon. Yeah, yeah no, I know, I know.
2: So it's <laughs> that kind of would be interesting. Be, that would be
0: because <laughs> Betty Boop cartoons were known for being risque. Although this was notably less risque than they probably would have done even a year prior, so even yeah. a few months prior. I think literally like a month or two before this was when the Hayes Code was put into effect. So they're already, they're having to hamper clamp down on that a little bit, but it was still like, it was there to titillate. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah it,
2: was, yeah. it was just interesting. I was yeah. not expecting that. And then too, of course they have Betty cover herself up, which calls me even more attention to that. You know, Definitely. They're, they're being immodest or whatever. Yeah,
0: hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I think it just, Suffers from not having the attitude, the risqueness of the usual Fleischer cartoons in combination with the fact that it is a Cinderella story, which now is very easy to compare to Disney when at the time, yeah, like that might not. This is
0: 1934 compared to Disney's take on Cinderella from like 1950. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Like now I compare it to that. Or even
0: Snow White, which is 1937, like the the archetypical original Disney princess.
1: Yes. The, the compare at the time was not as easy to make. There wasn't, it wasn't there to make
0: that said next time we will be watching a short that does feature where what Disney is doing in that general sphere at this point in time. So that will be an interesting point of comparison.
1: Right. Uh, but at least now with the Cinderella story, comparing it with what we know, what we have seen and, and is uh, available now, it is a harder compare for Fleischer because it doesn't have the attitude that the Fleischer cartoons do have. And the type of color constrains it even more. Uh, so it, yeah, like it's a lot of knocks against it in a sense that makes it just feel like an okay cartoon. Versus maybe it was more uh, impressive at the time.
0: Maybe, but it still definitely just feels like Fleischer trying to do things that isn't what their strengths are.
1: Exactly. And is
0: instead what other studios' strengths are. So, yeah, which uh, would be part of their downfall later when they tried to do that in a feature film setting like we saw not good. which is if you don't recall that was uh, gulliver's travels was by fly studios
1: one <laughs> of the gulliver's travels? the
0: the one that didn't have the live action that yeah. was all animated but then the gulliver was clearly very rotoscoped uh and it had our favorite little angry boy who talked real fast and was technically voiced by goofy anyways mm-hmm. bad movie let's go into our favorites and least favorites what was your least favorite moment in the cartoon Uh, I guess the the stepsisters bickering at the end, it it, it was pretty boring. Like, yeah, it's just, oh, they're arguing and they're arguing and they go blue in the face and then the end card or whatever kind of, like, bops their heads. It wasn't very funny. (laughs) Very trite.
1: I'll agree because I think it undermined the the short overall, I think a cleaner ending would have been better. I think them
0: riding off and the gate closing and then you end would have been better.
1: Yeah, unless they were there more briefly and then something hits them or closes. Like, it was too long. Yeah. I agree. I agree.
0: What was your favorite moment in the cartoon?
1: Yeah, I'll say the one that I said earlier where they're dancing and it it goes into the more figurative space. I think that was very striking and the color palette it worked well with the color palette that they had.
2: For me, I think it's going to be the uh, fairy godmother coming out of the candle um, and apparating, and and then that initial thing because it was just surprising and it was a neat way to have the fairy godmother come.
0: I think for me, I will go right after the dance scene when uh, Betty is is running away. Uh, just because <laughs> it was so, it was funny the like five or six like different flights of stairs on different screens mm. and different configurations she had to go through. And that she was, ran
2: into a wall like herself. A mirror, a mirror. Yes, you- <laughs> it was a little,
0: it was in the vicinity of Bimbo's initiation in terms of the vibe of it. It, it, it was fun.
1: No, that was fun. She yes, yeah, she did run into a mirror. She yeah. slid backwards down a banister and, and bumped, bumped, her bumped butt it. Yeah. on the thing at the next floor and ran away. Yeah, it
0: was it was fun. It was cute. It was. Well, who was your least favorite character? I think it's easy to give it to the stepsisters. Yes, yes,
2: yes, yes. Yeah.
0: Just unpleasant and not in a particularly engaging way. Like the stepsisters in Disney's eventual take on Cinderella are certainly much more interesting, just on a base level than these two. Who was your Favorite character? I mean, I guess Betty. She's yeah. fine.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll go with Betty. It's
0: not like a a really strong take uh, or or like decision, but like yeah, I mean, you know, Betty's doing her little Betty thing. She's she, yeah, she's fine, and she got she was the feature of my favorite scene uh, of her trying to run and escape down the stairs. So
2: yeah, I'm gonna give it to the fairy godmother. I just Fair. thought she had a cooler vibe, and I liked
0: her flowy. Um, yeah. The, what would you say? Sleeve? Sleeves. on her, her dress or whatever. That was yeah. fun. How they'd yeah. kind of just flip up and down and stuff as she moved.
2: Yeah. I liked her vibe and
1: interactions, I think, better. Yeah. The prince didn't have much. He had a little joke where he was uh, knocked, knocked down by the, by Cupid. Which
0: really, I attribute more to Cupid than to him. So. Right,
1: right. Let's go on to our overall consensus and what we would rate it. The, the, the short was fine. I don't know if I'd recommend it because there are other more entertaining Biddy Boop cartoons, though it is more technically interesting than a lot of the other ones. The entertainment value is is more mid. For that reason, I'll give it
2: a 2.5. I'm somewhere close to, fairly close to you. Um, I think I, again, I'm not going to recommend it, just because it's not that, unless for animation reasons and you want to look at, you know, Flesher's uh, use of color... Uh, otherwise I wouldn't really recommend it. And then I think I'm just going to give it a two because it just, it was just kind of blah for me.
0: Uh, I'll cut it right in the middle. 2.25. I lightly recommend it. Like, uh, you could do much worse, uh, but you could also do much better. So, uh, yeah, if you're, I think if, particularly if you're curious about the kind of color process and what cartoons are capable of here this this one you can find in pretty good quality um compared to i think warner brothers has some Cinecolor ones that are maybe a little harder to find and certainly other studios do that are even harder to find in decent quality so so yeah it can be interesting in that sense um and it's it's a mildly entertaining short like it's fine it's also fine if you skip it thank you all very much for listening thank you thank you next time we will have two shorts again oh, from no. from Disney. Oh no. These are, even, to
1: me. these are
0: even more loosely connected than last time.
1: Danica. <laughs>
0: They're united under the idea of Disney expanding its uh, abilities of what it can do with animation. Why
1: are you doing this to me?
0: <laughs> because I didn't want to do these two separately. I just wanted to get them out the way. Okay. I don't particularly like I don't hate them but I don't particularly love them as shorts but they are technically important. Stop <laughs> looking at me like this. I love you. So we'll be covering those next time. It'll be a Mickey Mouse short and a Silly Symphony short again but in the reverse order this time. So join us then. Bye. 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 Both songs were licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. More info on that can be found at http://creativecommons.org/slash licenses/slash slash, 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 licenses slash, slash 3 Thanks for listening!